Well, welcome to December 27th, the last Sunday in 2020. I know for me, I wondered for a while if we were going to ever get here, uh, but we have. So congratulations on making it this far. Uh, we're all online, actually, so make sure you drop in the comments a, a, a hello, a, a good morning, a I'm just rolling out of bed, or I'm sitting at my kitchen table eating cinnamon rolls. Let us know where you're at and how you're doing this morning. If we haven't met yet, my name is Mike, and I am the church planter in residence here at Lake Point. My wife, Colleen, our two kids, and I are spending the season learning all that we can, soaking up everything, getting involved here, and uh, being encouraged and energized to start a new church in Oak Creek in October of 2021. As I've reflected the, the last couple weeks on 2020, I started thinking about a trip that we took back in January. We went out to Phoenix, and it was a church planting trip at that time, uh, just to take some first steps and to discover what that might look like for us. And it was a great trip. We loved it. We got to enjoy a little bit of the, the weather in the, the middle of January out in Phoenix. But when I, when I thought about this trip, it, it wasn't the experience that I was thinking about. It was the realization that this trip, it took place in 2020. Uh, it, it actually feels in my mind like it happened a couple years ago. I mean, 2020 at times has felt like this year that's just gone on forever. Things that happened back in January, February, and early March, they seem like lifetimes ago. Maybe that's just me. Maybe you're more in that camp of like, no, 2020 has been really, really fast. Like, what happened to this year? It feels like I was just celebrating Christmas 2019, and here I am, finishing up Christmas 2020 and about to step into this new year. I know sometimes I think that way as well. I think, man, where, did I do Easter? I feel like I miss Easter. Or I feel like I missed my bratwurst on the 4th of July. Did I have a birthday this year? Thanksgiving? Yeah, I did Thanksgiving, but holy cow, what happened to that time between Thanksgiving and Christmas? It felt like it was just a day or two. I mean, there's times this year where I will say to my wife, hey, can we do that on Thursday? And she'll look at me kind of like with this puzzled look, like, what are you talking about? Uh, and then she'll very kindly say, yeah, yeah, today is Thursday. And, and I'll have this aha moment of like, it is Thursday. What happened to Tuesday and Wednesday? You know, I'm still thinking it's Monday. This, this whole year has just felt so strange. It, it almost feels like we're in a Doctor Strange Marvel movie where time keeps getting reset and we get, we get bumped backwards, then we get thrown forwards, and it, it just feels so strange. You know, I don't know what day it is anymore. I don't know what holiday is coming up next. I don't know how old I am. I don't know what's going on. And, it, and sometimes I sit there and I think, boy, I... I wish I could have a do-over on 2020. Anybody else wish that they could have a do-over on 2020? Or maybe you're in the camp of like, no, let's not do this over. Let's just keep moving on ahead. If you're wanting a do-over on 2020, just let us know in the chat there. Some of the things that you would do differently or you would do 
uh, over and, and hope for a different result. Maybe if you graduated this year, you're hoping for a do-over on that graduation ceremony or that graduation party. Maybe if you, if you got married this year, you're thinking, boy, I would really like a do-over on that wedding because I definitely didn't have the wedding I'd always dreamed of or, or hoped for. Maybe you're wanting a do-over because your bank account has a lot less money in it than you were hoping it would have. Maybe you're wanting a do-over because you missed out on that promotion at work because you didn't do some of the things early in the year that could have helped you get it. Maybe you're wanting a do-over because your kid is growing up so fast and you just want to slow down time and spend more of it with them. Maybe you're wanting a do-over because you didn't put the effort into your marriage that you wish you had. Or maybe you just need a do-over because you didn't fill your tank well and you're sitting here at the end of the year feeling worn out and tired, discouraged. Wherever you're at, whatever you're wishing for as we step into this new year, I know that there's something better. I know that there's something ahead of you that's just going to blow your mind. I believe in 2021, we're actually invited to do life different. And not just 2021, but from here on forward, I believe that Jesus invites us to do life different, to step into something different than what we've been stuck living in. I love this story in Luke chapter 8, where a man named Jairus, and then a little while later, a woman, they come to Jesus and they have these incredible experiences. We're going to pick it up in verse 40 in Luke chapter 8. And it says, On his return, Jesus was welcomed by a crowd. They were all there expecting him. A man came up, Jairus by name, and he was president of the meeting place. He fell at the feet of Jesus and begged him to come to his home because his 12-year-old daughter, his only child, was dying. And Jesus went with him making his way through the pushing, jostling crowd. And in the crowd that day, there was a woman who for 12 years had been afflicted with hemorrhages. She had spent every penny, everything she had on doctors, but not one had been able to help her. She slipped in from behind and touched the edge of the robe Jesus was wearing. And at that very moment, her hemorrhaging stopped. And Jesus said, who touched me? When no one stepped forward, Peter said, Master, we've got crowds of people on our hands. Dozens have touched you. And Jesus insisted, Someone touched me. I felt power discharging from me. And when the woman realized that she couldn't remain hidden, she knelt trembling before him. In front of all the people, she blurted out her story, why she had touched him, and how at the same moment she was healed. And Jesus said, daughter, you took a risk trusting me, and now you're healed and whole. Live well, live blessed. You know, I, I love this story, and I've been reflecting on it now for, for several days. I think it connects to, to us and where we're at as we head into a new year. I look at this story, and I, and I take... Notice of Jairus. He'd obviously heard about Jesus. 
He obviously was a person that was respected and had some sort of authority. He was the president in the meeting place where Jesus was coming. But he, he gave up you know, that sense of, of authority and that, that leadership position when Jesus arrived. And it says that he fell at the feet of Jesus. I have to believe that Jairus believed and trusted that Jesus was who he said he was. That Jesus had, in fact, healed people. That Jesus had, in fact, performed miracles. And Jairus believed in some way Jesus could heal his dying daughter. He, he probably was sitting there feeling this burden, this pressure, this anxiety about his daughter who was at home sick and dying. Not knowing what to do or not, not having the skills or the resources to do anything about it. He lands on his knees in front of Jesus saying, Jesus, come, see my daughter, heal her, perform a miracle, do what only you can do. And Jesus doesn't say, hey, get off your feet, get off your knees and, and get out of here. He says, okay. And he goes with Jairus to see his sick and dying daughter. Now, it's, it's on this journey to Jairus' house where we meet this other woman, this woman that had been sick for 12 years with hemorrhages. And this woman probably had heard similar things about Jesus. She'd probably heard that he'd performed miracles. She'd probably heard that he'd healed people. And she knew, if I can just get close enough to him, maybe I can be healed. Maybe this pain that I've dealt with for so long will be taken away. And in this crowd of people, I imagine hundreds of people bumping and, and reaching out to touch Jesus. And in this kind of chaotic moment, this woman gets close enough to reach out and to touch the robe of Jesus. And instantly, she's healed. Instantly, 12 years of of pain and sickness are gone. Instantly, Jesus knows that, that some, something had left him. And he's not angry about it. He's not angry and, and saying, get out of here, woman. Instead, he says to her, live well and be blessed. You know, I love that both of these people in this story, they, they're kind of at this point where they, they can't do it on their own. They've run out of money. They can't uh, heal themselves. They've looked at doctors for help. But nobody, nobody can help them. The burden is starting to really really weigh quite a bit on their shoulders. But Jesus, the one they've heard about, the one that's performed miracles and, and healed people before, they believe that He He can do that for them. They believe that if I can just be in the presence of Jesus, my life can be changed. 
The life of my daughter can be changed. I can do life different if I am just in the presence of Jesus. And it's true. Their lives were changed because they were in the presence of Jesus that day. You know, I think that our lives can be changed as well. I think that we carry a lot of burdens as well. We carry burdens to be successful. We carry burdens to have some sort of value that others see in us. We carry this burden of wanting to find a purpose and know what we were created to do and what we've been made for. Unfortunately, we've come up with a scorecard that determines those things. Our scorecard, it might include having the right kind of grades at school or getting into the right college or university. As a parent, it might be raising our kids a certain way and and seeing them behave in a certain way. It might be having a certain type of car, a certain type of lifestyle, a house with five bedrooms and 18 bathrooms. It might be having a a certain job or climbing the corporate ladder. We all carry these burdens. The burdens to look and be perceived as a certain way. This scorecard though, as we attain one thing and then another thing, it feels like something else is added. And we're always striving for more, chasing for more, always feeling like, man, I did that, but I've got to do something else. And it's this this constant living in this, this need to do something else, to do something more, that it starts to really bear down on us. It starts to create this, this feeling of, am I good enough? It starts to give us anxiety and panic. It starts to call into doubt our value. And that's not what Jesus wants for us. You know, Jesus in in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, he's got this incredible invitation. And I think it's an invitation that each of us needs to hear again. We need to hear it in the way that the message says it, because it's life-changing, these words. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30 says, Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. This is the invitation that Jesus has for us. This is the invitation to do life different. This is the invitation to erase the scorecard, to erase all the things that the world expects of us and to replace it with one thing. To write at the top of that scorecard, Am I trusting Jesus today? That's all that matters. 
If we trust Jesus today, if we receive this invitation to trust Jesus today, we're told here in Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30 that we'll learn how to take a real rest. We'll learn how to be with Jesus, to be in his presence. Uh, that if we trust Jesus today, if we, if we get away with him, he'll walk with me. He'll work with me. The burden won't be mine to carry any longer. If we trust Jesus today, we'll learn this unforced rhythm of grace. And if we keep company with Jesus, if we trust Jesus today, we'll learn what it's like to live freely and lightly. You see, I believe that we can do life different. And I believe that this invitation in Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 through 30 is an invitation to do life different. And to do life different is to trust Jesus. To do life different is to step out of the things that the world tells us that we need to accomplish. To step out from under this rock of feeling like, man, am I good enough? Are my kids good enough? Do I have the job that's good enough? Do I have enough money in my account? Do I have the house that everybody expects me to have and to step into this one thing that Jesus has for us, trusting Him. I believe that when we do life different, when we trust in Jesus, it's going to change not only us, but it's going to change the people that we love and care about most. It's going to change the people that we run into often. It's going to change our networks and our neighborhoods. It's going to change the way our news feed looks. It's going to change the way our social media feed looks. Because when we do life different, when we trust Jesus, the world becomes a brighter place. Now Jesus doesn't tell you, trust me and life will be easy. Trust me and your bank account will be full. Trust me and your car problems will go away. Trust me and your sickness will disappear. He doesn't say that. But what he does say is that you'll learn to live with grace. And you'll learn to live with freedom. And you'll learn to live lightly. You'll learn to live different. And I think that's what we all need. That's what we all need, especially as we head into 2021. Because 2020 has felt like one punch after another for some of us. 2020 has dealt us all kinds of things. Our kids are feeling the strain of being virtual and being in person and then virtual and then in person and not knowing what the next day is going to hold. We feel that strain at home of, of trying to manage work and being a part-time teacher. If you're a teacher, you've, you've really struggled with the overwhelming feeling of, I don't know what I'm doing. And that's only a few of the things that 2020 has dealt us. But we need to be relieved of that. We need to let go of that burden. We need to be like Jarius and the woman and to say, you know what, God? I've been trying to do it on my own. I've been trying to, to provide for my family on my own. I've been 
searching for answers for 12 years on, on how to be healed of these hemorrhages on my own. But today, Jesus, I'm stepping into your presence and I'm trusting that you have the power to do something miraculous in my life. And Jesus is asking you this morning, do you trust me? Are you willing to give up some of that control? Are are you wanting to release that burden? Come to me, and I'll teach you how to live freely. Come to me, and I'll, I'll give you some grace. Come to me, and you won't have to carry that burden any longer. Imagine with me for a second if you start really living that way. Imagine with me for a second if, if you tear up that scorecard, that value system that the world has given us, and you just replace it with, am I trusting Jesus today? Imagine how your home might look. Imagine your marriage, what might change there. Imagine work. Imagine your relationships with your neighbors or your friends or your family. Imagine what school might look like for you or or for your kids. Imagine what life done different would look like. And that's what we need in 2021. We need people to rip up the scorecard. And to ask this question every day, am I trusting Jesus today? When we ask that question, I know, I know that we'll be able to do life different. Because we won't be doing life alone. We'll be doing life with Jesus. Are you willing to to step out to trust Jesus today? in a whole new way? I hope so, because I believe trusting Jesus today is going to set you up to do life different tomorrow. Would you pray with me? God, you are a good God. And you've got this invitation for us that's incredible. One that relieves the burden. One that relieves the anxiety. One that tears up that scorecard and replaces it with one question. And God, we want to trust you. We want to believe in you. But give us that humility to be like Jarius and to be like this woman, to step into your presence and to believe, to believe that you have the power to do something miraculous, God. Help us to do life different so that others can do life different as well. We pray this in your name. Amen.